Welcome back to another episode of Professionals Podcasting. In this episode, licensed counselor Dominique Thornton discusses her article on workplace burnout. Yeah, so I basically wrote the article, one, because that's something that I am dealing with and have been dealing with for years. So it really relates to me so much. And I found even with a lot of my clients and so much so, you know, it made me kind of wonder, well, what's going on? Like, it's this ongoing issue, this challenge that people are experiencing, especially work-related burnout. And I felt it would be really important, not only for me to dive deep, but also for me to dive deep for my clients. And so with that being said, um, the article basically, um, how can I put it? It puts it in a perspective of, I guess, starting a new, right? So when we think of New Year's resolutions, we think of something new, resolving something. However, it's a little bit ironic because, again, we haven't quite resolved <laughs> the issue um, of work-related burnout. And unfortunately, I'm finding that a lot of our clients have even found that I've done this myself, but I've applied a lot of blame to myself or they've applied a lot of blame to themselves, but they aren't necessarily the problem. And they have the capacity to grow and succeed, but they're simply not implementing the right strategies to manage or even prevent burnout. And it's lucky for them, <laughs> and maybe not so lucky for me, like I said, um, that I'm an expert at managing my own work-related burnout. And that's actually one reason why or how I ended up at LHA. But like it was a much better fit for me to I guess, implement some of those strategies and things that I've already come up with for myself. And whether or not I implement the strategies as often as I should, uh, like in this discussion, <laughs> um, but I think that it's definitely good to at least have those on your mind. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a review of what some of those are. And the top one that I think I always say this in my sessions that if you don't know what the problem is or acknowledge that it's there, you can't exactly address it. You don't know how to address it. So I think it's really important for us to be very self-aware and pay attention to what our bodies are feeling, what behaviors they're showing, what we are doing to others or how it's coming out. I know with me, if I'm having a stressful week. I end up eating more chocolate than I normally would. So really just paying attention to some of those signs. And some of those signs can be cynicism, poor concentration, negativism, low motivation. Some people even experience gastrointestinal issues, aches and pains, and a weakened immune system, which it's really important now, especially because of COVID, that we take care of those things. So again, being self-aware is probably my number one burnout management or prevention tip, especially for the workplace. I also think it's important to look for the positive, whether or not it's big or small. Burnout cases cause many to hyper-focus on the negative aspects of their jobs or roles. And that, of course, can make the job seem even more frustrating, more unbearable, and more stressful. So it just kind of throws you into that big circle that you've already been in. There's no way for you to get out if you continue to look at the negative. I also think that it's important to create a use space. Sometimes, like a lot of us are working from home and <laughs> some are even working from like a small corner. That's perfectly fine even for you when working on yourself. Even going to the restroom can be helpful. Just take some time specifically just for you where you can reset, relax, physically take yourself out of your work environment. It's also important to schedule breaks. Again, whether or not they are big or small, 
doesn't matter if it's a big stride or small stride, as long as you are trying to stride and stick to them, no exceptions. I think it's also good for you to hold yourself accountable. So whether or not it's setting it in a calendar for you to take the break or having someone else remind you, ask you about it, that's a lot easier way to stay on track. And whether or not um, you're on break or finished working, leave your behind. So don't eat your food while also typing up an email. Don't have conversations about your work or your role because mentally being in your role or workspace can almost be as triggering as if you were being like literally inside of your role or your workspace. It's also important to ask for help, not only when it is useful, right? Or I'm sorry, not only when it is needed, but when it is useful. Sometimes we can beat getting to that point where it is needed and we have no other option and it's super stressful all at one time. If we take advantage of our resources and our tools beforehand, just because we can't, you don't have to do everything yourself. So why do it? It's also important to work smarter and not harder. There are, again, there are people, tools, and strategies that you can use that can make things easier. So it's like, why not use it? Take advantage. I think we all have a lot of pressure on ourselves to be independent. That's also a very common thing um, in American culture. But again, it doesn't make sense to do it. It's clearly not working. So don't continue to do it. Also practicing, also practicing saying no, this is something I'm really working on. <laughs> I get better at it every year, but sometimes I have my setbacks. But practicing saying no more often without feeling bad about it is super important. You should never be ashamed about setting boundaries, not only with yourself, but with other people, because you can't pour from an empty cup. It's also important to eat well as often as possible. A lot of people don't know. <laughs> a lot of my clients, they drink a lot of coffee, right, to help with that loss of energy, which, again, is a symptom of burnout. But when you drink coffee, your body realizes that maybe it has a little bit too much adrenaline, right? So it produces other chemicals to combat that. So it's this constant up and down, up and down with brain chemicals. And that's why some of us find ourselves super duper fatigued because it's your body fighting against the caffeine that it's used to have it. Also, you should know that you don't need to spend a large chunk of your day completing a self-care or burnout management activity. Some activities like identifying something you're grateful for. I use a lot of gratitude books for myself drinking water. I think I've, <laughs> out of all of my COVID shopping, one of my best investments um, was ordering, it's like a giant bottle and it tells you how much you should have drank um, by a certain hour of the day. Uh, taking a few deep breaths or even using a mindfulness exercise. I definitely recommend the Calm app, which is really great for myself. Um, but all those things don't require more than 60 seconds out of your 86,400 second day. <laughs> um, and last but not least, engage in a self-care activity because you like it and not because it's trendy. I find myself every year saying, oh, I'm going to go to LA Fitness and I'm going to work out and get all these fancy smoothies. No, <laughs> I personally do not like working out if I'm being honest with myself and a lot of other people don't either. And if you force yourself to engage in a form of self-care that you don't like or that doesn't complement you or your life well, you may eventually develop resentment or further dislike towards self-care, burnout management activities, 
in general. So again, I think my uh, pure hate for working out <laughs> and trying to touch my toes <laughs> has definitely strengthened. And that's because it's, it's, I'm forcing myself to do something I don't like. It's a lot easier to do something or develop a habit if I like doing it. And although I may be trendy, of course, again, to drink smoothies and go work out and stuff like that, just you just have to be honest. If it's not you, it's not for you. Try something better. And that can also lead to not only resentment, right, but also avoidance. And a big symptom of having burnout is feeling like you don't have enough time in the day to engage in self-care. But again, self-care only takes a couple of seconds. But if you stay in that space, mentally, it's going to feel like even a couple of seconds is too much for you to do. And much like, you know, New Year's resolutions, burnout is embedded in American culture. We've normalized needing, again, five expensive cups of coffee just to function, working with the cold or um, COVID, which hopefully most of us are not doing, and telling others to just get over it, shrug it off and move forward. But thankfully, you now have the tools to begin resolving your years of unhealthy habits, much like myself, and to prevent such habits from being passed down from one next, from one American generation to the other. And all that's left to do now is actually put in the work. <laughs> Have a happy new year, happy new you, and a happy new us. 